Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Space Trash. Trash in space. Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. Space Trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings. Welcome back to a special episode of Space Trash. Lifestyles of the rich and Uranus. And I'm Sarah Armour. I'm Molly Malshine, and we are joined by Sandy Ritchie. Hi, everyone. Hilarious person, non-Instagram user and writer extraordinaire. Thank you, Sandy, for joining us. Between juggling being a hottie, a career woman, a wife, a mom, and staying completely up to date on all the Bravo TV shows in the world. Tell us how you do it. It's not easy, and it's not for everyone. You have to cut a lot of things out of your life to achieve this type of balance. I have chosen showering, (laughs) household chores, and yeah, just those two things have given me enough bandwidth to be able to keep up with the Bravo-verse and uh, maintain employment. (laughs) Okay, before we get into Kathy, I do have one question for you guys. What do you think of Heidi Klum's worm Halloween costume? Oh my God, I didn't even see it yet. Let me Google it right now. Are you kidding? It's been... Sandy, did you see it? 100% saw it. Sandy, give me your thoughts while Sarah looks it up, which I, I it's been assaulting my eyes all day. My thought is that her goal is to get people to say, what the fuck? And she has certainly achieved that. My favorite part is that clearly the face portion took a ton of time and artistry and it just kind of fits into the greater worm of things. And Mm -hmm. under the worm costume, she's like, oh, I also have sexy, sparkly lingerie. Like, are you a worm or do you have sexy, sparkly lingerie? You you can't do both. Sexy worm is not something I thought I'd ever say. Right. It's like, I... I think it's cool that she goes all out. I love Halloween. I will dress up forever. I'm really sad this year more. I I don't know how. I think this is the first year since the pandemic that Halloween has been kind of normal. And I know people with kids and none Mm -hmm. of the parents dress up. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why is it like a, is it a mark of uncoolness as a parent to dress up, Sandy? I don't know. For me, dressing in normal clothes is a mark of sobriety because most parents walk around with red solo cups. And they are getting tipsy uh, on the streets. Oh, okay. which I get too, which I also get. Yeah. But yeah, I, so I'm, I'm like, I'm happy that she went for it, but I'm also at the same time, just like, why, why a worm? It's very surrealist. It's very European. I think it's very much like it's the German sense of humor to just be like, I am worm now, you know, and we're supposed to be like, like, oh, good. What's your favorite Heidi Klum Halloween throwback, I will kick it off. The inside of the body. Do you remember when she did that? Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, 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 but it was, I think it was cool. I think it was like, she committed. She was- she was sexual because you could see her whole body, but not because you could see the inside of her body. I, that was a favorite of mine that closely followed by old woman. I liked the old lady because I was like, 
she really is. One of my group chats today said they liked the worm because she, they were just like, maybe she's sick of being hot. And that's what I like about all of her costumes. (laughs) I'm just like, she's sick of being hot and that's cool. Like, I think it must be fun to be so hot that you get a kick out of not being hot. So I liked, yeah, I liked the grandma. I thought that was really good because I'm sure it's exhausting for her. Yeah. Being hot and having sex with 20 men in their twenties. Exhausting. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is exhausting. Did you see the, the worm Sarah? I don't hate it. Um, (laughs) it's an exquisite worm. If you're going to do a worm reminds me a little bit of like when you're like health class and they actually show you the entire apparatus of a clitoris. Ew. Yeah. It did have that (laughs) shape. You know, so to me, it's, it's more, to me, it's more anatomy um, and less earthworm, but you know, in these times of women with no eyebrows doing fashion, I think that she's kind of on brand. Like she's like, oh, I can go uglier than blonde eyebrows, you idiots. And so I think that's a flex. The other thing it looks like, uh, here I am in the doggy daycare. I pick up a lot of dog poops that are shaped and colored extremely similarly. So that's very good. reminiscent of a turd. Absolutely. Yeah, that's red, a good gut micro. Yeah, if it's coming out that cohesive and with that trademark S shape, that's a good gut microbiome. And I need to know what those dogs are eating because Oscar wishes. It's all in one piece is like Huge. nail this one scoop, pull a little bit of grassy home. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you bring up the clitoris because, you know, a worm, <laughs> the first thing you would go to is phallic. So it's really kind of inspiring that she was able to be phallic and, you know, sort of vaginal at the same time. I mean, and sort of colonal. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's evocative. I think that's what the word evocative was made for. The Germans dress like ugly to be funny. (laughs) Just like as a sense of humor, I could see their sense of humor being like, I am firm now. And like, isn't that amusing? You know what I mean? Like just something like that. It feels like that would be a big hit at like the German stand-up show. I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't had the pledge of a German stand-up show. So, but I will at some point show and report back. Yet. Yeah. Space Could trash we- world tour. We're going to come. And I think honestly, Germany needs us. <laughs> <laughs> Can we very quickly detour on Heidi Klum and her appearance on the Kardashians this week? Are you all caught up? Yes. So she showed up for the photo shoot for the Skims icon photo shoot. And Kim was like trying desperately to convince North that this was interesting. And North was just like, what what about Roblox, mom? And (laughs) yeah. And then Kim. So do you think so they kind of tried to sell it like Heidi and Tyra were like, oh, Kim, you must jump into the photo shoot. And Kim was like, I couldn't possibly. You think that was staged? That was 100% staged. But I did appreciate Kim pointing out that her whole body besides her eyebrows and her hair are lasered. Because if I were amongst supermodels and they said, jump in a photo with me, my first thought would be, is my bikini line ready? (laughs) Right. Same, except that I would go the other way, which is like, watch me watch me in these pubes like I feel like I would (laughs) like if they want to do a skims are for all bodies ad it would behoove them to throw a little bit of hair down down there yeah I think that's the genius of the Kardashians too is like mentioning some of the work but not all of it like she's like the only reason I'm able to do this because is because I'm lasered and it's like okay but it's what about this cool sculpting Kim like what about the (laughs) The implants and the this, this, and this, and the surrogates and like mm-hmm. and your spray you tan and your right, you you just had your hair dyed for nine hours. Right. But like, she's got psoriasis, so she's real. 
<laughs> right. And she's hair shaming women. So it's like she's not like perfect. Right. Because it's like, what if you did have pubes? Who cares? Leave them. I think it's erotic. (laughs) I guess it is like by definition. It's not like you also don't Photoshop the shit out of these things. I don't know. That's why I hated Kim's whole like Pete and I are really horny face. I'm like, there's no way she works way too hard to put that makeup on. There's no way it's getting smushed in the pillow during good sex. She is not good in bed. Disagreed. I think I think. She enjoyed sex for the first time in her life with Mr. Pete Davidson. First time. That might be true. She was talking about it. Like, like when you first have sex and you just start Mm -hmm. like throwing in, like, I'm just fucking like, (laughs) I'm just such a slut now. You know, everyone's (laughs) like, you know, half the kids haven't even gotten their periods yet. And you're like, but actually I'm a hoe. And they're like, (laughs) I feel like she was, because it's like none of the, none of the sexy talk really landed or felt authentic. It just felt like it's like, or even like to go back a step, it's like when you get your period for the first time and you tell everyone like, oh, by the way, I'm bleeding. I'm I'm a woman. I, I think this might've been the first time that she's been unlocked in any way. She still was probably a little bit stiff. She I just always think of the time when she was kind of trying on her Pete personality. And she said, cleaning makes me so horny. A clean house makes me horny. And it was like, okay, like we're trying this persona. There are still some kinks to work out. I think maybe not cleaning makes me horny. Kim's been telling us she's bad in bed for years via displaying how she's a bad dancer someone saying yeah. i can't dance is the same way as saying i am lame in the sack the same way if you're talking about someone you're like he's a drummer you're like oh shit he could drum that's why i was jealous <laughs> of your life i'm like they know it's how to show, they, yeah. they have rhythm they have rhythm. <laughs> oh, secret yes. okay she's gonna say the big <gasps> secret and we're gonna edit it out and there's gonna be a sound effect and then we're going to kathy hilton so okay sarah say the big secret <laughs> That whole interlude is on the Patreon where we talked about people we know of who who have hooked up with famous people. Mm -hmm. Sarah's terrible sex story that I don't even know if it can go on the Patreon because I still have to look up some of the legalities. But now we're going to get into the Kathy Hilton story. So, okay, Sandy, when did we first approach you about reading this book and doing a podcast on it? November 2021. Okay. He was rounding up her first season on housewives. Okay. So it was literally a year ago. Crazy Mm -hmm. how that happens. And it was when she was becoming the fan favorite of everyone just being like, Oh, she just is stupid and doesn't know things. Hunky dory. So Mm -hmm. now we've gone through such a, I mean, I think we're all, I don't even know how Sarah feels about Kathy this season. I know how I feel. I got some hints, Sandy, of how you feel, but I didn't want to dive into it too much off mic. I think we are all at different places with Kathy now because so the first season ended, like I said, she was known as this ditzy character. We decided to read this book, House of Hilton by Richard Oppenheimer, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And it is a book that came about right when Paris Hilton was becoming really famous. The first half is all about Kathy's side of the family. The second half is all about Paris's dad, Rick Hilton's side of the family. Uh, So we decided to read it and kind of get to know Kathy a little bit better. Since then, this new season, she became a much more complex character on the show with the culmination of last week's part three of the reunion. I have not really watched much of this season and I didn't see the reunion yet. So fill me in. I'm coming from the astrological perspective. Did you watch the Aspen episodes, Sarah? Like I gently suggested. I watched some of the clips on YouTube. 
Good, 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 good. That's all you need because again, nothing really happens. It all was off camera, starting with when the rumors began in the okay, summer. Well- Kathy, hardballer she is, wasn't even in the first half of the season because they wouldn't give her what she wanted in her contract. So when she did come, the first bit of friction was that she was an investor. She and Nikki were investors in a tequila company, and she wanted to do a shot with everyone. She said, hey, girls, I brought this. She dropped some facts about it and said, let's do a bottoms up. The women's reaction it. 100% had, I think it was planned. Yes. None of them were interested. None of them. They all had an excuse for not wanting to take a shot at tequila. Uh, bullshit. They're all constantly drinking. They're yes. all constantly talking about their businesses. And it was almost as though Kathy was so superior to them. Their perception of her was so superior that it was kind of like what you, more for you, more for you, because they all want to talk about their businesses. You know, Erica's got horse hair, polyester, whatever the fuck she's pushing people to put on their heads. And she doesn't want to give Kathy Hilton any shine. So that was a point of contention. I think it also had to do with her protracted negotiation with the network because they were annoyed that she was like holding out for more money when she had like, you know, a fraction of the screen time as them the year before they -hmm. were annoyed that she was able to become this fan favorite when really she's like probably the most elitist out of all of them. So yeah, like they just were like, Oh really? You don't even film with us for the first half of the season because you need more money. And then the minute you come on, you're, you're shilling this tequila like, mm-hmm. I kind of get their frustration with that, but I think it is a conspiracy that Kyle was ultimately in on. Kyle was in on it. I've, 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 I've got many sleepless nights thinking about this. Kyle yes. was in on it. They've been at war, hot war or cold war, but they've been at war ever since Mauricio opened the agency. So basically mm-hmm. Rick hired Mauricio. Mauricio left the biz and took some of the business much of the business and open an agency with his father. I'm going to need to do like first half of the book, the Hilton girls, because like we could literally go the other way and do all the men too. I did look up Conrad. I looked up Rick. There's certain parallels, I think, to the two sides of the, like of of the family's stories of Rick and Kathy's Mm -hmm. family stories that are, that are fairly similar. It's so interesting how much of this is about the family. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Per- perfect, perfect uh, segue into, can we just, for my my lawyer has advised me to say that everything here is alleged. I don't know Kathy Hilton. I don't know <laughs> any of this to be true. I, I, I love her. She scares the shit out of me. I don't want Marty Singer calling me. I don't want to get any, you know, I don't want to get served. I do yeah. want to say, if Marty, Singer, if Marty Singer calls us or we do get served, I will say uh, the flip side of that happening is like, we made it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would be iconic of us. The other thing that was happening even before the tequila was that those rumors were going around that said that she had this meltdown in Aspen, that she used the F slur and the N word. And yeah. they were leaked from DMs that Lisa Rinna had sent to someone. So this was building also for months. And then so the season starts. It's kind of boring. Finally, they get to Aspen. Uh, we talked about it on another episode briefly. From the beginning, Kath, or Kyle is trying to undermine Kathy and trying to provoke a tantrum, mm-hmm. I would say. Absolutely. Like, right? Like, Kathy walks in from the flight with slippers on, and Kyle's like, why are you wearing slippers? Wait, let me do her voice. Why are you wearing slippers? Like, her voice is so <laughs> yeah. weird. 
Bless. And I just want to say, make I want to make an aside real quick. I did watch a bunch of Olivia Wilde stuff after our big Patreon only. Check to check it out. Um, act out. And I actually think your Olivia Wilde was very good. Thank you. <laughs> she was Thank like, she's like, hey, give me my dressing. And I was like, really? That's what she sounds like. And actually, it is. Yeah, she does have an Elizabeth Holmes situation going on in her voice. Got that low voice. Got that low power voice. Yeah, but Kyle is like, Kyle's is whiny. The biggest vocal tick of Kyle is. Een instead of ing. You were talking yeah. and walking, and oh my god, it drives me crazy. I'm like, you are in your fifties. Like, yeah. speak like an adult woman. You're not a little baby. But anyway, she so she shows up with the slippers, and Kyle immediately is like, Kathy, why are you wearing slippers? And then Mauricio is doing the grill, and Ky- and Kathy. Kathy's like, oh, can you put some corn on? And he's like, no, why would I put corn on? Why would I put corn on the grill? Just boil it. And she's like, because you're already using the grill, just put it like, and then also Kyle put her in the bunk bed, basement bunk bed. Like they were pushing and pushing and pushing her because I think they were saying, I'm so annoyed that my sister is the fan favorite because I know that she's a monster behind closed doors. And I want to push her to have a meltdown in front of the cameras. And they all want Kathy gone because if Kathy stays on, she's going to be the primo housewife and they're going to start to build the show around her because she's entertaining. She's not as toxic as the other ones. So I think they were pushing for this meltdown the whole time. And that's part of why also they were ignoring the tequila. I 100% agree. I would insert that when she said, are you making corn on the grill? The undertone was never forget that you worked for my husband. (laughs) Oh, so you thought you're really going like, this is not about corn on the grill. This is not about tequila. This is the subtext of I'm Kathy Hilton. Now I've negotiated my terms. I'm back. And those terms include take a shot of my tequila and make me motherfucking corn on the grill. In the words of DJ James Kennedy, it's not about the pasta. Yeah, it never is. It never is. When I saw the way he talked to her, I pictured Nick talking to my sister that way. And first of all, it would never, ever, ever happen. Wait, do an impression. Give me an impression. Just rolling his eyes, just like, why would I grill the corn, Kathy? Like, just nasty, condescending. Nick would never talk to Casey that way. And I, my blood was boiling just imagining an imaginary scenario where he did talk to my sister that way. And I was just like, Kathy is, or Kyle is the worst sister. She brings her sister. She invites her sisters onto this show to stitch them up on national television and make well, them look get, like shit. When we get to the astrological portion, because I want to know more about, you guys know more about like what has been televised so far. And for anybody that doesn't watch, you can fill us in. But I will say, we did look into this a, a couple of episodes ago. And I I think the, the astrology, not only the book and their childhood, but I think the astrology also explains a little bit about why Kyle seems to be so um, competitive Shitty. and unloving. Yeah. <laughs> competitive, competitive. Well, we talked a little bit about this once before, and I think we talked about how she was, or no, Kathy was the least successful actress in the family. You know, Kim was the real moneymaker. Then it was Kyle. She did get Little House and a few other things. And then it was Kathy. Kathy was really the dud. Well, but, 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 Actually, what Big Kathy cared about more than acting, more than fame, was mm. who your husband is. And when when Kathy landed the role of Mrs. Hilton, no mother has ever been more proud. And that was the kernel of the We Hate Little Kathy okay. storyline. 
Yeah, People yeah, yeah. want to give Yolanda Hadid a hard time about the almonds. They want to give Chris Jenner a hard time with you're doing amazing, sweetie. Let us look to this the House of Hilton's book where we saw that per Ken Richards' wife when he passed, she stated that Big Kathy wanted little Kathy to be good at sex. So she paid a young man to teach her in the back of his van. Speaking of the Kim K doesn't know how to have sex. Here's a flip side, tyrannical mother family. What? I can't believe that. I cannot force myself to believe that because it can is you break so it down? Do you dark. have more? Can you give us a little bit more about for anybody that didn't read it? Like what you're like. So you're saying that she Kathy's mantra. Pimped. Kathy's mantra was big Kathy's constant mantra to little Kathy, her firstborn and to her other daughters later to her granddaughters was marry rich men and have lots of babies. Big Kathy knew that she was not going to be a sexual being forever that could, you know, manipulate men into paying for her lifestyle, giving her money and doing what she wanted. She knew that that was a legacy play. So she knew she wanted Kathy who was what nine years older than the other sisters she wanted mm. Kathy to have a leg up on the competition. If you can take a nerdy white boy who's never had his world rocked and rock that boy's world, you're much more likely to get the ring, right? But I think that guys, when you rock their world, they're pretty sure they did it themselves. Are you sh- Listen, I've seen guys who had no self-confidence and then some woman comes along and she's like, she blow you can tell like they had my he had mind-blowing sex and like oh he's he got his first blow job he got you know and they are tied to that woman when tied you eat their her. ass you own them <laughs> maybe that's my problem i was gonna say everyone <laughs> would ask in your diet i feel like i would give them confidence to then go out and find other people somehow like when I was younger and first like you know what I mean I don't know I guess I was doing it wrong but no no I they think- get so <laughs> intimate that then they're like she only she can know my my gay underside yeah maybe <laughs> maybe there's <laughs> yeah 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 I don't have enough Scorpio in my chart for that so actually you do actually you have more Scorpio than than maybe both of us do but you're going through a scorpio purge right now so we'll see you on the other side report back when you eat ass <laughs> i'm not going to but okay i'm not going to do it and i'm not going to sure as hell report on it never That's say never vegan. patreon only patreon only <laughs> yeah. no okay i also want to remind for some reason i don't believe all the mean stuff about big kathy i believe that she wanted her daughters to marry rich uh, I also find it hilarious because the woman could not get a marriage to stick to save her life. <laughs> she had like each of her kids was no little Kathy is from that real scummy guy. Then the Avanzino. Two, so she, yeah. Big Kathy's from Avanzino. Which, by the way, have you seen her old nose? She has Paris's nose. Paris has an Italian nose. Mm-hmm. Like Kathy Hilton is like pretty Italian, which is really funny. I don't know why she got rid of that nose. She had it for so long and now she's got this little button nose. It makes me sad when people do that, but it's beside the point. So big Kathy could not keep a marriage to save her life. She had like, you know, like three or four by the time she died. She also, I don't want to judge her too hard for wanting her daughters to find good husbands because that was at a time when women weren't really working. So Mm -hmm. it was either like 
Like, I think the more accepted thing was, yes, you have to find a stable man, but he should be of your social class. And her difference was find a stable man who's above us. And I feel like for that time, the way that women were allowed to function in the world for that time, I love it. I think that's great. I think that's a good lesson for your daughters. Like just because my first husband was like a plumber or whatever, doesn't mean that's going to be the rest of your fate. And you're all going to be child actors and you're going to be plugged into places where these guys are hanging out who can actually like change our lives. I mean, the sex in a van thing, I can't condone, but the marrying up thing, that was literally the only way that women could get money until, you know, 30 years ago not and in actually. a way then and at that have- point the sex in a van just becomes biz dev <laughs> yeah. exactly research <laughs> research for my yeah so okay that's a big um i have to let these dogs in i shouldn't have read that the whole point is that it wasn't Sorry, Sarah. Sarah's letting some dogs in. She's muted herself so that she could let some dogs in. The other piece of um, of weirdness that happened on the show, as they were in Aspen, they kept pushing her buttons more and more, refusing the tequila more and more. I really liked when Kathy uh, imitated Rinna. Yeah. I haven't heard yeah. someone do the stupid voice mimic like that. Like, in, cla- like, like perfect. Classic. Classic schoolyard taunt like it was hilarious and i know what you are but what am i right and like it's so funny because you don't realize it when you're a little kid but now hearing an adult do that it's like so clear the person who's doing that is the hurt party like Mm -hmm. they're upset by what you said so they're making it into this little baby voice to kind of take the fangs out of it and it's like no you hurt your feelings are hurt it's okay kathy you can say (laughs) hurt. but so then they all go to that club and the caribou club yeah. What's your take on what actually happened? Also, I really wow. liked real quick side note how she kept shading Aspen and being like, well, I normally go to the Alps. So, you know, well, but. that's because the Aspen is Kyle's town now. Kyle and her many hats uh, that she mm-hmm. bought at Kimosabi. Uh, that's her town. So if Kathy puts Aspen down, she's vicariously putting Kyle down. Right. She is a ninja in that way. Like By proxy. Can- yeah. You can see her operating sometimes. And of all like, the th- yeah, of all the things that upset Kyle at the reunion, the none more than Kathy not pronouncing Kimosabi properly because Kyle looks at it as though like, oh, you're going to get all these extra visitors because I, I went here on the show and Kathy's like, Kimo, what did he? Kimo, yeah. And it's her way of saying, I'm not plugging that stupid hat business. <laughs> Sorry. Right. She's like, my daughter... I've got my daughter Vogue and Vanity Fair covers and right. you're bringing us, oh, the deal you made is with Kimosabi hats. Right. What? Like, <laughs> it's so geniusly shady. And the way that, like, Kathy is so dedicated to getting one over on Kyle that she's willing to self-immolate. She's willing right. to walk around in slippers in a blizzard in order to just show Kyle that she doesn't respect her town and her house. Like, like she's a- willing to carry a tote bag to dinner on a night out just to show Kyle, this is the opinion I have of you. I'm willing to debase myself and look like shit just to show you how much I hate this and you. Sticking it to her the way only a big sister could. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's sad and it hurts. But like, for some reason, I still dislike Kyle more. So, okay, what's, What's your read on what happened at the Caribou Club? 
I have what Bravo viewers saw, but then the other day I heard an interview with a Vanity Fair writer. So you know it's all very serious and true. Yeah. He was at the Caribou Club two days after the episode aired. Oh my God. And left alone with an employee. And he looked at the employee. He said, So were you here for the uh, Kathy Hilton thing? And the person looked left and right and they said, Yep. And I saw everything. Mm. This is what they said. They said that. Yes, it's true that she went up to the DJ and asked to play a song. And, you know, they had that disagreement. He said, go back to LA. He said that she was completely and totally the typical elder person who comes to Aspen, has one too many drinks, doesn't take the the elevation into account, mm. and probably takes another form of medication not shaming who doesn't, who among us does not, you know? So it was just those things. And he said that the employees all said the same thing. There was someone from that cast who was incredibly rude that night and incredibly offensive. And it was Lisa Rinna. He said Lisa Rinna was screaming at everyone, being a total bitch and wouldn't check her coat when they had like a mandatory coat check, this, that, and the other thing. And Kathy was, it wasn't that bad. She went up to Kyle and she said, we are leaving right now. My question for you is if, if my sister, which I don't have a sister, but if I had one and she said, we are leaving right now, I would either say, okay, let me grab my stuff. Or I would say, what happened? Yeah. Kyle's reaction was like, no, I'm not doing that. Cause you tell me to Kyle was waiting for this moment. She exactly. set Kathy up in every way, shape and form. And then Rena. Her wet dream is having an interaction with Kathy Hilton where there's no evidence. Rinna acted like a total fucking fool at the Caribou Club. And that's why she's covering it up with the Kathy of it all. And then Erica Jane is turning around saying that there was a gay slur and, you know, and a racial slur. So convenient that it's both. And when you think about it, Erica Jane at the reunion said she only said it to me. Well, if she only said it to Erica Jane and it got out the day after they were at the club, clearly Erica has someone on her payroll, which is very surprising that she has a payroll at all. Clearly she is paying someone that is feeding these stories or it could be just like an adoring hanger on. That's like, Oh, let me do this for you, Erica. Cause I could see some, someone trying to get status that way. Yeah. It's like, you don't even have to pay to get something like that out there because the currency of just that information, like that's so explosive that it's Mm going to go places. Yeah. But I also like the story falls apart because Erica, I mean, I think the idea of a very rich woman saying these things is completely believable like possible absolutely absolutely yeah exactly her son has been caught saying slurs so is paris which everyone wants to forget all the time like clearly it's something that went on in their house i mean when you read the book house of hilton it really hits you like when paris was first coming up and becoming famous um the the narrative was oh, she's from this esteemed old money American family. The Hiltons are not old money. They weren't really rich until like, you know, the fifties. Right. That's not old money. They're new money. The one Conrad beat Elizabeth Taylor when she was 19 years old. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. like Mm -hmm. Nikki, boy, Nikki, who Nikki is named after. What a choice to name your daughter after a family (laughs) member who was known for beating women. And they romanticized it. On right. on the on Paris and love, Paris was talking about getting married at the same church, and she said, "My uncle <gasps> married Elizabeth Taylor." There, 
Your uncle beat Elizabeth Taylor and she called him a right. son of a bitch who liked to drink and beat her up. And you're romanticizing that. No, no. So ridiculous. Would, uh, yeah. But yeah, like it was funny when she first became famous, how they in, they like talked about this Hilton pedigree and you read the book and you're just like, no, they were just white trash too. From and Long like, Island. <laughs> yeah. On, on and, the one side. And so was Kathy's side. And I'm saying this as like not pedigreed person either. You know oh, what I, I mean? Oh, I am Euro trash. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, it's just funny to read it because th- we're not talking about like the Astors here. You know what right, I mean? Right. And and like the idea that they would be above using that kind of language is really hilarious. And it's just, it's funny that the book is just like, no, these guys are all just like really trashy people that got money. Like there was one really good businessman in the family mm-hmm. and now the rest of them have basically been, you know, Rick Hilton, I'm sure he's good at his, his real estate job to his credit, the patriarch Conrad Hilton, he did make it so that none of them would be trust fund babies who never had to work. Like there's a quote early on in the house of Hilton book where like someone is saying, you know, Paris is doing this because she needs the money. It's not because she's just like a wild child. It's because she's figured out that she can monetize herself in this way Mm -hmm. by becoming a public figure because people are interested in this heiress even though she wasn't even standing to inherit enough to set her up for life anyway. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, my point why I originally brought that up is because in the beginning, the story was that she used a racial slur and a homophobic slur. And then at the reunion, Erica only said a homophobic slur and Erica said it out loud, like full throatedly, which is insane. But yeah. like, so the story's not even staying together. So right. from this story, did they say that like, Kathy didn't say that stuff? The person that worked um, in the Bravo HR did an investigation. How would they not talk to the person who the alleged yeah. slur was said to? They must have spoken to the DJ or whomever it was. And that person didn't seem to have a qualm. They said it's a case of she said, she said. And I I, I 100% think that Kathy and Erica, I mean, sorry, Rinna and Erica were behind that. I don't know that Kyle was in on the planning of it, but I think she's on a level relishing in all of Kathy's failures. Right. And she was like uncontrollably crying at the reunion was so strange. I don't understand what was done to her. Like she kept being like, when you do this to Kathy, you're doing it to me. What are they doing to you? Like Kathy doesn't, you know where she went, you know, where Kyle's heart and her head went. They went to Kensington Palace where Nikki Hilton Rothschild had her mm. wedding and Kyle wasn't invited. It was just Farah, you know, like, how do you explain to little Portia? Like, oh yeah, our entire family is at a wedding in London and at a freaking castle. She's marrying modern day royalty. We're not invited. That's yeah. where, that's where Kyle goes. I think when she is crying about this. She just but. wants to be at all this stuff because it was the thing that Big Kathy impressed on them above all was like getting to these vaunted levels of society. I mean, Nikki marrying a Rothschild still blows my mind. Blows like, my mind. Yeah. And do you remember when Paris was dating um, Paris? What was it? Paris Lotsies, whose grandparents yeah. were like, no. And they yeah. just they were like, you're no longer in this relationship. And all of a sudden he wasn't because they thought the Hiltons were trashy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also I wrote some notes about the reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so like Kyle was, she even brought up Farrah's wedding at the reunion, which is so strange. Andy did. Oh, Andy did. Okay. Yeah. 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 He was like, you've got Farrah's wedding. So Andy knows that all Kyle cares about is these photos of having everyone at the wedding and having the most bold face names humanly possible. And Kathy, he goes, you've got Farrah getting married in the spring. And Kathy goes, and I'm very happy for her. <laughs> you didn't even say whether she's going to go or not. Well, like, then it- she said, then she said, of course we will. But that wasn't a real, of course, you know, what? Oh, I have so many feelings and thoughts about this. Does Kyle love Kathy for who she is? No. No. She just doesn't, you know? So it's your decision. Are you going to keep your sister in your life or are you not? And if you're going to, then stop it with the bullshit. Lisa Rinna must have dirt on Kyle. She 100% has to know something about Kyle because there's no reason that Kyle wouldn't say, shut the fuck up. You're making my life hard. You're making my daughter's lives hard. Shut well, the fuck up. Kyle's I think, fine with this. I think it's because, no, Kyle does want Kathy off the show because yeah. Kyle wants yeah. to be the star of the show. So she's happy that Rinna is doing this because she wants Kathy to not look as good because like, do you remember in the one scene when Rinna was like, oh, like Kyle is much more famous than Kathy. She's much more successful. And it was like, what? By what? measure what yeah. are you talking about maybe like in the world of bravo bullshit but if you talk to a just a well-read person in the midwest they know who rick and kathy hilton are and they what are they gonna do be like oh yeah kyle richards from that one scene on beverly hills 90210 or that one time she was a nurse on er you know if you're not in the bravo world kyle richards doesn't mean shit yeah so i think the reason why Kyle is crying so much as to have plausible deniability to make it look like she wasn't a part of this conspiracy to bring Mm -hmm. her sister down. And I think Kathy knows she was because Kathy is like just as stealthy as she is. I don't think Kathy loves her either. Like, I think Kathy and Kim, I do think have a relationship because they have never thrown each other under the bus. And Kathy finally stood up for Kim on the reunion, like, which Kyle never has done. Kyle always pretends to, but like, if you if you called my sister a drunk on television, like you, I would be doing everything I could in the background to get you completely fired. Like I would never do that for any other thing. But if you're like doing that to a family member, but Kyle's like completely okay with it. And like, that was the first time for Kathy to say what you did to my sister, Kim, like, you're not going to get away with that. Like Kyle never said anything even approaching that strong. No, she said, she said, how am I supposed to defend you? And what you do is indefensible. That's what she said to Kim after Rena threatened her with a broken wine glass. That was a physical thing that took place. It wasn't words. It wasn't rumors. It was breaking a wine glass and throwing it at someone. That was so fucking violent. And for Kyle to blame Kim was insane. You know, like Rinna turned on the, the soap opera actress, which she like, you know, clearly does all the time. It's getting fucking old. I'm over it. You know what this cast needs? We need to swap out Kyle for LVP. They won't yes. be on the show at the same time. We need to say, Kyle, thank you so much for your contribution to the Bravo universe. Give him a fucking, you know, Umansky and me show. If you want to keep up with her family, I'm sure she'd love that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but you know, no. I think they need to do that switch. And I think Kathy should can stay on as a friend of if she chooses to. I think we need to give Erica the boot. She's just a bad fucking person and her storyline's over, her personality's over. But, you know, back to... 
I know. I don't think I don't find Kyle compelling whatsoever. In fact, I kind of stopped watching the show because I couldn't stand seeing her throw Kim under the bus. I thought it was so dark and twisted. Like it is. I stopped it early in season one. Like when she was calling her sister a drunk in the back of the limo, I was like, this is disgusting. I don't want to watch these people destroy their family. Like and Vanderpump was always the best. She was so good. I don't understand why she left. I actually didn't watch that season. I need to go back to it. I kind of can't stand Lisa Vanderpump. And the reason she left was because she really did got got with no way out. And her mother and her brother had just passed away. Mm, so she her just... mother and her brother passed away within months of each other. And they all went in on her so hard. Like Rinna and Kyle went in on her so hard. And it was almost like, is anyone going to tell them to give her an ounce of grace? Yeah. Like, Lisa Vanderpump lies. We all know this about her. Let's just, we're either going to like know that and have laughs with her over Birkins and drinks or not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. They really screwed themselves because now it's like everyone says it's the most toxic show on the, in the franchise. But the thing is, it's got like the highest ratings besides Atlanta. So Kathy called Kyle a martyr. Kyle says, once again, everything is my fault, proving Kathy right that she is a martyr. It's like- Mm -hmm. No one said anything was Kyle's fault. But anyway, uh, Sarah and I are obsessed with this guy, the body language buddy. He hates women and uses body language to prove why they are bad and have every uh, personality disorder in the world. He does it with (laughs) Meghan Markle. He does it with Amber Heard. He does it with everyone. And even when like you are watching him talk about a woman who you also don't like, you're just like, dude, come on. Like you're going sort of control. But he teaches you some good tips. Like, for instance, when they were arguing, uh, Kathy actually never denied saying the slurs and she never denied having a meltdown. She said to Erica, I have a sterling reputation. I won't let you paint me that way. That's not like me. She never says I didn't do it. She says, that's not like me. People know that's not who I am. She never says, no, that didn't happen. But post HR investigation, you'd think she'd be able to. Right. You know? It's really weird that she didn't. I think Maybe they made up the slurs, but maybe she did have a meltdown and Rina did, you know, milk it like pretending she had PTSD and had to leave Crystal's party. Like that was absurd. She was, oh my God. you know, like I think Kathy's like, yeah, you know what? Kathy knows she lost her temper. She's not going to deny it, but she's just like, yeah, that was a one minute thing. And instead of saying it that way, she's saying that's not like me. And who's going to believe you? You're getting sued nine ways from Friday or whatever the saying is. My favorite my favorite aspect was Rena being so adamant about the fact that she lost her mind. Rena was in fear for her life and that Kathy suffered a psychotic break. Where was the help, Rena? Where was the help? Shouldn't you call a Bravo producer and say, Kathy's in trouble? Like, right. I'm afraid she might physically harm me or herself. You know, where's that call, you asshole? Don't describe a catastrophic forest fire. And then walk away and not say anything to anyone, you know? Right. And Kyle let, yeah, Kyle let Lisa go back with her because she knew she would do her dirty work for her because Kyle could never accuse her sister of having a meltdown because she knows that wouldn't look good. What about, what about when my favorite was when, and I think the producers left this in deliberately when she said, where was Mauricio during all this? And Kyle goes, oh, he was upstairs sleeping. You mean to tell me that she had a freak of like a full blown meltdown in the kitchen and Mauricio slept through it? 
Come on. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It wasn't as bad as you're making it out to be. The what happened lies somewhere between Rinna's story and Kathy's story. Yeah. Somewhere in there, but it's not at either end. I agree. I'm sure she had a temper tantrum that she never would have had if the cameras were there. I am sure that that happened, but I don't think it was traumatizing. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) oh, and you know what else is really dark about Lisa Rinna's uh, position on this? She has two daughters. What would she tell her daughters if some, if a Lisa Rinna came between them? She's like, that's so person. They don't matter. That's so true. She also, another body language guy thing. She had a Freudian slip. She said she was saying things I've never heard. If you've never heard them, then she didn't, she didn't say them to you. Right. Like she didn't say she was saying things I've never heard out of anyone else's mouth. I've never heard before. She was saying things I've never heard. Right. She didn't say, so she didn't say them. You didn't hear them. Yeah. She had uh-huh. all stuff like that. Like both of them were very much like strategic with the way that they were talking to each other and stuff. Well, that's one of the problems with having a pre-coached conversation. Kathy Hilton sat down with a, with a strategist mm. and Rinna clearly was getting ready. Oh, that pacing during the commercial breaks. Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth. Nothing can go wrong if you just stick to the truth. Shut the fuck up, Rena. That, that was right up there with like her vocalizing preparation. She's it was I'm so tired crazy. of second rate actresses being on these shows. I'm I kind of love Lisa Rinna, though. I want to keep her forever. My question though was like the, with the statement with the statement of like she said things that's such a great body language body catch mall. Right. Well, well, we, we hate ourselves too, body language body. But um, <laughs> but my question is. Did she mean like, because I think the slip is clear, which is like, I didn't hear her say those things, but I feel like the way that it's going to be crossed is almost like, if that were the case, wouldn't Rena have said like, if, if she meant it in the other way, wouldn't she be like, I hadn't even heard the word and like, I hadn't even heard the N word before this. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what do you mean? Like words you've never heard. Right. I also want to know like, okay. So I do think she probably said F, F it. The slur. Yeah, she said that. Yeah. Oh, I don't that, even know if there oh, are I, enough black people in Aspen for her to use the, I just don't see her using the N word, not because she would never, but because she wouldn't use it to like some white DJ. That's an excellent defense, your honor. The, the racial disparity of the County uh, does indicate that that would be a typical one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. Okay. Where did they leave the thing? And then we'll start talking about the book and the history and then we'll get like, we'll just go through some of our favorite parts of the book and then we'll go through the astrology. Where did they leave it off on the reunion? I don't remember. And do we know if Kathy is coming back? It was a fake hug at the end. She said, come on now, Kyle, give me a hug. I love you. You know, and Kyle did want to like lifted her arm, not really hugged. And then when Kathy got off frame, she didn't realize she was still being recorded. And one of her people said, how'd it go? And she said, like, absolutely horrible. You know, so that was, you know, Kathy being, you know, appearances, keeping up appearances, I would definitely say is a, is a big Kathy talk quality and mm-hmm. little Kathy does it well. Uh, you know, like little Kathy put, keeps up appearances and Kyle just leans into drama. And then, um, the last time Kathy and Kyle saw each other was at BravoCon. There's a photo of them hugging, but it also, but it was also said that they haven't seen each other since. The I mean, real con. No word on next con. season. Yeah. The hug was. This was is my, this is my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills wet dream is that 
right now they film a scene where Dorit says to PK, like, I can't believe I'm going to see her. It's been so long. Well, I'll just hear what she has to say. And then Dorit would arrive at Villa Rosa, Lisa Vanderpump's house, and they would sit down and they would have an actual conversation where Lisa Vanderpump would apologize for the things she said about Dorit because she said nasty things about her. Like she thinks she had a whole face transplant, et cetera. Oh, she didn't. She just had some really good work. I mean, really good work. Dorit is stunning. She's she got like the Ashley Simpson treatment where it wasn't major changes, but they were like the perfect changes. Right. Like one little nose job turned her into like a supermodel. I think she's Mm -hmm. so pretty. Oh, I also want to talk about the clothes they were wearing. I posted this on Instagram. I have to say it was not one of my uh, top hits as a post because it's sexist, but I don't care that this reunion made me see the value of women dressing for their age, because I'm sorry, these women looked like fools. Yeah. Kyle looked like Kathy looked cute. Kathy looks great. Crystal Crystal for once in her life nailed it. She usually is my worst dressed on the franchise by a, the ugly leather pants. Like Sutton was not lying about those pants. Sutton nailed the kind of like, dressing for your age, but still kooky, which I really respect and enjoy. But like Crystal and Kyle or no, um, Erica and Kyle and Dorit looked like fucking fools. They looked mm-hmm. insane. It was just like, you, you don't, what are you doing? And, and well, I feel like too, what they're I'm doing sorry. is like literally dress for the job you want. Like, it sounds like their outfits matches their behavior. Which is like 16 year old. The job they want is just to be a 16 year old. Like falling in a fight with their sisters on television. This is their mother's dream. Yeah. They looked like they were going to an 80s prom. It was so sad. Like, (laughs) and I was like, I don't want to be over maximalism because I think it's fun and I think it's a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. But seeing these ladies do 80s maximalism at their age, I'm sorry. It didn't work for me. And it made me want to go back to like business casual 2010s. Yeah, I, you, you know what? I, I agree with you. However, you know, those crazy old ladies in New York city that wear like the fashions. Yes. Big advanced time. style I, that Instagram account. I want to be that. Like I want to, I want to keep rocking it until I die. That's more Sutton than though. Yeah. Like that's what. No, oh does. God. Oh God. But it's her, it's her spin on it. Do you know what I mean? Like Sutton has her own style. That's like There's nothing fun about Sutton style. It's oh, I think so. It's you do? I feel like it's, let me find the most expensive thing I can. Oh, I like her I, style better than, better than Erica. I mean, Erica, I think looks like a fool. I think Dorit looks like a fool and she's got access to like the best designs in the world. And she just consistently wears the goofiest ones, you know? And like, she doesn't really have a style. It's just labels and she's the costuming, hair. Yeah. Yeah. The hair that she does at the reunions. I'm like, this isn't actually your style. Like you're, you're a basic, you're a pretty basic person with a fake British accent. Like lean into that. Do some kooky, like Madonna marrying Guy Ritchie era, fake British shit. You know what I mean? I would love to see her in one of the Buckingham Palace, like security hats. Yeah. Like, like Sutton is dressing like a cracked out Southern belle with too much money, which I like because that's who she is. And like, I don't know, like Dorit and Garcelle. I mean, Garcelle also needs to find herself style wise. I'm sorry. Sometimes the stuff that she pulls out, I'm like, you're one of the most stunning women on the planet. And like, you're wearing like the, those she had, didn't she have like bow tie earrings at the reunion and a doily around her neck. Like. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. She's better than that. Yeah. So I don't know. The style for this reunion left me, uh, left me wanting more, I would say, or less maybe. <laughs> and I feel bad because I'm being a hater, but it, it, made me, it made me feel better about not dressing like I dressed when I was. 25 anymore let's go with that it made me feel like you know what it's good that I'm evolving she says as I literally have now just I'm down to a sports bra I'm so fucking hot managing these dogs in this house my dad was like so proud like I took out the AC like aren't I a man and now I'm like no dude you fucking ruined the house for this manual labor you're asking me to do I cannot stop wedding I but the one but thought, that, no, I, it's very Lululemon Montclair mom. It's not right. dressing too young. It, it actually is appropriate. It's just giving you the impression that I worked out. And now maybe after this, I will, because that's the job I want. Wait, real quick. <laughs> is your mic plugged in? No, oh, fuck my fucking life. Hang on. Is it? Can you hit the little thingy and see if it's going through there? It sounds yeah, like you're just raw dogging it through the computer right now. Hey, well, you know, I'd be giving blowjobs in the back since I was a kid. It's, no, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay that way got so dark <laughs> gotta gotta keep it funny okay wait is, is it still bad a lowercase bj <laughs> is it still sound yeah right wait is this a bmj bad mic job wonderful uh conversation about what i miss at the reunion it's a great pod i just listened you and me anski wait umanski and me you and me is a a genius Umansky and me. <laughs> First spin-off show to save Kyle's ego so we can get her off the show. In Andy Cohen's book, he said that when they start mixing housewives from different cities, we're on the way out. Like it's, you know, he's that's what he said in his yeah. book. So to me, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is we're acknowledging the fact that we've, you know, we're so uh saturated in this world that we need and the other thing is we're not looking at them as real housewives anymore we're not looking at any of the bravo liberties as anything more than reality stars now that's first and foremost is real jeff lewis was a reality star who flipped houses not a house flipper who filmed a show you know what i mean yeah it's sad they're all too self-aware and self-producing and it's not even like you know first season of New Jersey, those women really did hate Danielle Staub and they 100%. really did think that she was going to like strap them to a chair and pistol with them. Like they, right. it was like, yes, that a lot of stuff was produced, but now they're all trying to produce themselves and it's not as fun. And also what happened to the lifestyle porn? Half of these women aren't even rich. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, oh, that's a huge problem for me. I want to aspire. I don't yeah. want, you know, and they, they also, they ruined they ruined New York trying to make it, you know, 
not offensive. Like I have, yeah. yeah. We, we we it's a show about rich people acting like assholes. Shitty. Exactly. They're like, like you can be that kind of asshole, but not that kind of asshole. Why right. don't we just ex- why don't we just put the person here and say, here, this is what an asshole looks like. This person said or did a shitty thing. And I don't think that the things that, and this is just me, I don't think that the things that Bravo celebrities say and do to one another should be cause for HR because we're supposed to be observing their lives mm-hmm. and now we're creating their lives. But if we are in this fourth wall broken universe, I want to exploit that. So I want to watch shows called The Real Bravo Lives of Austin, The Real Bravo Lives of, you know, throughout the country. And you can see which city has a concentration of current and past Bravo liberties and acknowledge the fact that they were on the show. Show them in a cafe and someone going up to them and being like, hey, Sarah, hey, Molly, I was a really big fan, you know, and then being like, thanks. It's I would like to see that if we're going in that direction. Well, Otherwise, sort of, that's a great I think it's sort of like because what you're saying about the the girls trip, like reframing the girls trips seasons as like housewife hospice is sort mm-hmm. of an interesting new approach. And I feel like that even could be a part of it, too, where it's like. Right. They're they're more like ref- instead of it being like, this is our fake trip where we're all friends. It's like we're actually on the way out. Let's reflect like we would at the end of the rope and, and everybody pee in your beds a little. Right. 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 They got rid of Ramona for being racist. She poops in her bed on vacation. Like, did you think her brain was all there? What <laughs> you know, like she's literally on camera pooping on floors. She put her mouth on Harry Dubin's mouth. And yeah. who knows what else? We, and now they're doing it. The new, did you know, Sarah, they recast Real Housewives of New York City and it's all like Brooklyn business ladies, like who are, I, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to see like a person who is like, you know, someone I follow on Twitter and already avoid in real life. Like, I want to see these rich assholes who I don't encounter. I don't want to see like, you know, the former J crew designer who has the thick glasses on. And yes, I'm sure she's got a really interesting life, but like, that's aspirational to me. I don't want to see the people that I think are cool. I want to see the people that are a mess. I think that Bravo probably is so scared, like everybody else of just like getting canceled, no matter how big and rich and watch what happens. We are Watch what happens when you have somebody doing blackface for Halloween too many times on a housewife show and you don't address it. Wop, 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 wop. You know, it's almost like the only thing you can do is gang up on your big sister about her tequila business. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you're not really allowed to, people are not letting loose the same right. ways that they used to. And actually, I just want to say, I also, when you're talking, somebody hit someone with a bottle. No, it was oh, a, yeah a wine glass Rinna like smashed the top of the wine glass off and like threatened Kim Richards with it and was just like don't ever talk about my husband like to me that oh my god (laughs) to me that's actually a more offensive offense than calling some DJ an Aspen the F word it's like not that words are actually doing something that is physically threatening to another person it's like hey i would maybe want to get a little bit woke about that yeah i hate that i think it's so gross when they do stuff like that and like it just it you're right it is the thing i was just thinking about this yesterday with kanye getting kicked off peloton they're not using kanye music on peloton anymore (laughs) chris brown his music appears in 400 classes 
And I've actually seen pictures of someone who he beat to a pulp uh, and it's a woman. And that's what I think of when I hear his music. So I'm like, why? Obviously, what Kanye is saying is completely heinous and terrible and like criminal. But like, why is it worse than actually punching someone? It's not. We still play R. Kelly at bar mitzvahs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so weird. It's just like what? Yeah, it is the the whole thing of like the words and the impression that we're giving. It's like we've all been raised by a big Kathy of our own that all we care about is the impression that's being given. And then when Will Smith slaps Chris Rock at the Oscars, it's like accepted, you know, and it's like, right. OK, what? Like the words are like we always say, Sandy, that I mean, I hate when people say words are violence because it's not the definition of what that means. It's not Mm -hmm. true. It's just Mm -hmm. not like we have words are can be hurtful. They can hurt your feelings. They're not violence. And now, like, we actually are taking that seriously where it's like, yeah, the words are the bad part. The punching is actually uh, excusable. But yes, smash your glass and put it against someone's neck to make a point. Molly, are you a Potomac watcher? Not really. I don't know why I I've tried so many times, but like I just don't understand where Potomac is and I have no frame of reference. Mm-hmm. I really liked that girl in the first season who was super pretentious and part of the charity circuit. I was like, yeah. this girl I can oh, get it to rehab. Oh no. Yeah, See, that's amazing. She was like a complete like she was delusional and yeah. like putting across an image that clearly wasn't true. All the rest of them just kind of seemed kind of regular. If you're um, ever bedridden, watching Potomac will not be a waste of your time. It I know. Will I, revive I your try again mind, body, I, and spirit. I also tried again last season and I really didn't like that new girl. She said something extremely sexist about the other women. Like, I don't know. She like called someone a hoe or something. She was like, this is why you can't trust women. And I was just like, ew, I hate you so much. I can't. What are you, the body language guy? Yeah, I was just like, I can't have you on the TV. I'm going to try again next year. Did they get rid of her, the girl who was new last year? Uh, no, they're, they're all still there. But what okay, yeah. uh, the reason I brought it up is because um, Monique Samuels was on Potomac. She was in a face-to-face screaming match with Candace Basket. So Candace is in it going, hit me, hit me, hit me right in her face. And then Candace went for her or Monique went for her and Candace cried for the rest of the season. being like, I can't believe she hit me. Bitch, you were right in her face. You were right in her face saying, hit me, hit me, hit me. I think if you're going to use incendiary language, you have to expect and, and you're trying to like stoke someone's anger there. Everyone has a line. I don't care who you are. Everyone has a line that will cause their body to go into a physical reaction. You know, I hate to be like such a body language body myself, but it's a little bit like maybe she was asking for it. If she actually is saying, hit me, hit me, hit me in her face, seem like she's asking for it. Kim Richards at in Amsterdam said, let's not talk about the husband. That was what she said that set Rena off. Rena was waiting for the moment. She had it. I think she had it like in her mind when she says something to me, I'm going to react this way. That's my opinion. Yeah. If you're in someone's face telling them to hit you or being like, what are you going to hit me? Yeah, that's just stupid. It still is different than 
like saying that let's not talk about the husband that to me is not a provocation that warrants a threat with a broken wine glass you know no you co- you question someone having Lyme's disease and you accuse them of having munchausens and you're going to get upset because she said oh let's not talk about the husband yeah also it was really me? funny in the reunion after that when Andy was like Kim what did you mean and she was like I don't know I just made it up <laughs> but that that to me is Richard that is the Richard sisters in action yeah. You know, Kim hiding Brandy's crutches so Brandy couldn't find them. And Kyle being like, <laughs> did you do that? That's so funny. That is the, those are the Richard sisters. There's a quote. There's a quote that um, Kim's husband had. He said, um, they always speak so derogatorily about people behind their backs. It's unbelievable because they get joy out of making fun of people. They'll be out shopping and they'll be making fun of some other women's shoes or outfit. That is how Kim's husband, you no, know, they never got married. They had a baby together. They had Kimberly together. That is how he saw Kim, Kyle, and Big Kathy. Wait, Kim is Big Kim? Kim is the daughter. Do- Kim is Big Kathy's daughter. No, but Kim's daughter is Kimberly? Yes. So Kim is Big Kim. And her daughter's yes, Big Kim. Kim. Yeah. Oh my Kim. God, I didn't know that. That's yeah, so funny. Big Kim, Hunting. little Kim. They have matching butterfly tattoos for when they miss each other. <laughs> Kim was a huge star, a huge star. She still does conferences and Disney conventions and things to this day. Kyle was in her shadow. I know. I think she'll... Kyle, Kyle was in Kathy's shadow because Kathy hit the jackpot marriage wise. And she was Mm -hmm. in Kim's shadow because Kim was the child star. So I think... Beverly Hills Housewives is Kyle's way of trying to finally be the winner and to show the world that she is the top dog over her two sisters. Maybe she always, yeah, like maybe she always was the more popular one and maybe like in terms of friendships and stuff. And she's annoyed that the world hasn't seen that and that she looks like the loser, you know? And like, now she's like, well, they're going to see that I actually build alliances with people and my sisters get cast out because actually I am well-liked just because I'm not successful like as, as successful financially or like acting wise, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that I'm not loved. I feel like part of the devolution of the, at least the Beverly Hills housewives is that like this show is trying to highlight their like real lives, which at least with the sisters probably is kind of similar to them just fucking being in fights all the fucking time. Like mm-hmm. that, that actually is probably real. I mean, I guess before they would be in fights and then just like not speak, but now they're right. just like televising the, the when they do and they fight about it. But like, I feel like there's like a confusion about what everyone's value and worth is. Kim was making seven figures Like according to the book, Kim was making like seven figures before she was like 16 or something. And her mother was spending all of it. Mm. And that's her storyline about it. Kathy then wins big. Not only is she Kathy's namesake, apparently little Kathy actually also like big Kathy. I'm a little bit afraid it's turning into like a big Edie, little Edie kind of thing. And nobody has a good voice, but apparently they actually can sing. Didn't Kathy have a single? She sang a song. Yeah. We need to I'm not saying we ever heard it. Ultimately, little Kathy's actually a singer and a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. Kyle and Kim are both actually actresses. Mm -hmm. Marcel and Lisa are actually actresses. And it's like, I feel like the way that we might be able to like save this franchise or like reality TV in general, like maybe it doesn't need to go full on competition show because in this way, it sort of already is a full on competition show. And it's a female friendship competition. Right. Like, right. The only one's winning. Like, right. (laughs) Right. 
but it's like I it would be so much more interesting like let's just get a sketch go show going with the girls or let's just like like I would love to see them like if if they were all actually actively in their work whatever that means Sandy publish the book Molly get it going do your little typing I will edit it and give you all the info about astrology okay Mm -hmm. but it's like if because when everyone's when people are really in their work, mm-hmm. there isn't really time. Like you don't actually care about like not celebrating Kathy's tequila company because you feel celebrated. If everyone was just clapping for Kyle and Kim's read aloud of the new play or whatever. And then it was like, now we get to shoot Kathy's tequila. Or Do you know what I mean? It's like, I feel like the issue here is that like, it is a competition show. Everybody is still trying to get that, that mother's love, that spotlight, that safety that they really didn't ever have. They were just, and not only did they never have it, but there is a family pattern here too, which is like, if, and when there was um, success achieved, big Kathy, who arguably liked the hunt more than the actual you know, she's a good, she's a good lesson for like, be careful what you wish for because you will get it. But if you always stay in the mode of like, I'm wanting this, mm-hmm. you're going to stay in the mode of wanting it and then never actually appreciating it when you get it. Right. It's like for her to squander little, little Kim's, you know, billions and for your millions and for you to, you know, to, to create issues between the Hilton. Now, now you're in with the Hiltons and you're going to like throw the other two aside. And like, like, I don't know. I just feel like they, they, these girls, like they were raised in a way that I, I actually agree with you, Molly. I think there, there is some charm to just like leaning in and embracing what is, yeah, you know what? It's a man's world and we're going to suck their dicks the best so that mm-hmm. we can get in there, you know, also and until then we'll go, to, we'll go to acting class. That, yeah. Like that, stuff that information coming from big kathy's ex-husband's new wife Mm -hmm. that's not a good source that's a jilted like it's just really easy to demonize women especially women who appear to be vapid and and things like that you know what i mean like there's one quote in the book i'm looking in my highlights now there's one where it's like kathy hilton was running an escort service she uh, had all these girls around her and she was like introducing them to eligible men blah 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 blah, blah. and it's like okay an escort service is much more sinister then just your daughters have a lot of friends over all the time. And then like a few paragraphs later, it's like big Kathy was like a mother to everybody. And she loved all these girls to death and they flocked to her. They hung out and talked and had sleepovers and got dressed to go out together. Kathy just provided a shelter for the girls. There were two who lost their mother. Kathleen practically adopted them and helped to raise them. The house was always full of young girls and those girls loved her. So like who looked at that and said brothel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what who made that leap some of the stuff and some of the way that it's written in this book is just so sexist and the fact that it was in the 2000s when we kind of were like still grappling with the idea that women can be sexual and you don't get to just write them off and call them a floozy like Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that's why a lot of the stuff obviously none of these people are perfect and like the Richard sisters are extremely troubled but like some of the villainizing that goes on I'm like all right come on thought that I mean the whole fight between Kyle and Kathy is that that wasn't Kathy's perception of her mother. So you guys are different ages. You have different hair colors. You have different talents and you have different husbands. So you have totally different experiences and different dads and different dads, right? Like you have, and, and you have a, even just in the way that you have like a sister, like you have a whole sister, not that it matters. True Thompson, they're all your siblings, all the, his sons and daughters are your siblings. But it's also like Kathy, Kathy's real like partner in crime was it was Kathy and Kathy and then Kim and Kyle. And like, I mean, Kathy has 
ascended the highest and she started from the lowest, like in terms of the way her dad was perceived. Like, I love that she went from Avanzino to Scorch. Like, that's a huge gain in the world and the psyche of Kathy Hilton and the and the building the blocks of out of you know Palm Desert poverty or whatever. And it's like she did a good job at doing exactly what she intended to do. The the thing I was going to say about the sex piece is the interesting connection that I found between the two sort of halves of the stories is that the highest up that we went. So we basically, we, we didn't really get into big Kathy's family. We just know her dad was like an alcoholic or whatever. The Jugans, yeah. Big Kathy and Conrad Hilton, mm-hmm. when they both were of a certain age, mm-hmm. they were diagnosed with cancers of the private parts in whatever way. Mm-hmm. And and both of them had the exact, didn't know each other, did not same generation, but this is Rick's great, great grandfather and Kathy's mother. But it's like, this is the family line that we're seeing with Nikki and, and Paris and whatever. Like just sex does play, has played such a big role in their lives. Both Kathy did, like Kathy did not, she refused to get a mastectomy, which ended her life. She said, no, I will go out fucking. I will go out a hoppage fucking. And Conrad refused to have his prostate removed because he was like, are you kidding me? I'm the best lay in town. The older I get, I am not hurting my fuck game. And so they both sacrificed their, 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 their later lives so that they could go down as the reputation as being the, the, the biggest hoes in the area codes. That's an incredible insight that I completely missed. Why would a prostate hurt your fucking? Cause you know, I don't eat ass. Well, yeah, then you're not going to understand. What you think he was getting his ass eaten? He I think everybody still... that Fox gets, I think for real, I think, I think, I think not acknowledging that men and the male prostate not only is connected to the dick bone, like, like literally this goes all back to Heidi's worm costume. It's like, no, she's actually showing us the inner and outer workings of the entire female genitalia. The prostate is connected to the balls and the dick, but also the male G spot is, is it's in the, you know, at least work with the Grendel mall, the Grendel. I always think of Grendel. Yeah, but their whole dick, their whole dick is a G spot. If we're actually going to be like balancing both of our inner masculine and feminines, then not only do I need to practice giving, you need to actually understand what it is to receive. And you need to actually understand what it's like to have something in your body. My take, it's equality. It's pegging for equality. (laughs) But wouldn't his dick still work if he got his prostate taken out? I think he I mean, just didn't want to be a work. patient. He didn't want to be like, he didn't want to be a patient, like taken care of and weak. And, you know, so he was like, I'm out. Okay. I, okay. Let's put a pin in that. We'll do a little research. Where are my little typers? No, I'm kidding. But well, let's do a little research. I am curious, but I, I, the impression I got wasn't about being a patient. I think he was like, don't mess with my junk. As a man of the 1950s or whatever, he probably thought it was gay to get butt surgery. Yeah. That's what I think it probably was. Could have been. Okay, Sandy, what, what? so what you were say. Um, I think Chris Jenner got the the K thing from Kyle, Kathy, and Kim. Oh my God. She probably I think I think she met, she became friends with Kyle and Kathy and was like, ooh, I like that. Whoa. I think- oh my God. And she reused Kim and Kyle in a sense. And you with know Kyle. that would be on our show, the 90s show. That's so weird. Yeah, she definitely did that. And it also is interesting, too, because as we were talking about all of this, like, blind ignorance, I have always felt, and, like, the more that all of these divorces and, and butt implants get, go down, I'm, I, I hate that it's K's. 
I hate the forced. I'm, it's just like, everyone just KKK. We can just say KKK. I don't know. I just think there's something real. Pick a different letter. Pick a different letter. I know. It's an abrasive letter. Francine, Felicia. That would be nice. Fiona. Yeah. I found the parts in the book about Kathy's record deal, and I have to read it aloud because I forgot about it, and it's really insane. After Kathy reluctantly passed on the Playboy offer, which I also don't remember, she made another last-ditch effort for fame and riches. She cut a demo record with dreams of becoming a singing star. Kay Rosario, who had been around major recording artists for decades because of her husband's position, felt Big Kathy had a good voice, but Little Kathy, quote, had a magnificent voice like Streisand. (laughs) I remember thinking when I heard her sing on that demo, oh my God, she's going to soar. She's finally going to make something of herself. She's going to make her star that way. It wasn't rock and roll. It wasn't tacky. It was like mature music, like what Shirley Bassey would sing. She's also friends with the Jacksons. Kathy's defense of Michael is like, okay, he didn't want to rape you, Kathy. I mean, I get when you're friends with someone, like I've never been in that position. If you've known someone since you're a kid, like you must just have such cognitive dissonance in your head of like, this is so different from the person that I thought. I give people a pass when they're like close personal friends with the person. Like you don't have to cancel someone from your life if you feel that that really didn't happen because you're so blinded by how much you like the person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, th- I just haven't experienced it. So I think it's really hard. I would probably have a different feeling about it when they then take that to the legal system and write a character witness statement letter to cast doubt on what the accuser is saying. Definitely. It's a different thing, but like at a, on a personal level to just be like, shit, I don't know. This is weird. And still be friends. Do you guys not listen to Michael Jackson anymore? I listen to Michael Jackson. He wasn't doing weird shit when he wrote Billie Jean. Also, like I listen to Michael Jackson still because it's part of music history. Like if you took that away from yourself, you would actually be depriving yourself of really good art. Chris Brown, don't feel the same way. He's a wonderful dancer. Who? He is a wonderful, he was. He's a wonderful dancer. Rest in peace to my thoughts about him because- 100%. I mean, he's the biggest fucking asshole. I mean, he's, you want to talk about mentally ill? The fact that he he keeps having girlfriends blows my fucking mind. I know. But it's like, he was raised in a house where people beat the shit out of each other. And he grew up becoming someone who beats the shit out of people. But he is. He got there out of, from nothing, from nowhere, because he is a wonderful dancer. And some of those tracks, I can transform you. See, I can, I've written him off. I've written R. Kelly off. I went three years, ladies, without listening to All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. What? She performed for the Dos Santos family. You know that family that owns all of Cellular in South Africa? She no. did one of those shitty private parties where they're like, we'll give you $2 million to perform for six minutes. Jennifer Lopez got caught doing it. I think Beyonce got caught doing it. And when they get caught, they give the money back. Mariah was like, this is a family that silences journalists. They, they kill people for all t- for like their life choices or their lifestyles. It's, it was so disgusting to me that I just, I wrote her off for a while. I came back. I came, yeah. I came back because I have so much Christmas joy in my heart. He, they, Demi Lovato, is still mm-hmm. fighting back from her Trump inauguration. Well, I'm glad you pointed it out because one of the old Bravo tropes is that it's like illegal to be a Republican on Bravo. Because there, there was a chick who got kicked off, off of Salt Lake City. Um, Kathy has always been a Republican and she's never yeah. hid that. And America still embraced her, you know? And Orange County is all Republican. <laughs> 
by the way, when I'm talking about New York, how their downfall was like confronting racism, Ebony, I thought Ebony was a great addition to the show. I just didn't think they needed to cancel the show because they were talking about racism. Like I thought she was really good. They yeah, canceled like the show because of low ratings. If the show got good ratings, they wouldn't have canceled it. It's a show about shitty people. Why have right. someone with high integrity like Ebony join the cast, especially when like, I want to see people be around Ramona and I want them to be like this when she does terrible stuff. Stuff. They want them to go, uh, and then talk about it in your confessional and then talk about it amongst yourselves afterwards about how fucking terrible Ramona just was. Ebony in the moment stopping her and saying, wait, what you just said is that's not what I want to watch. That's a different show. And I also want to watch that show, but not on this show. It's kind of like, do you want, do you want French fries in your ice cream? Like I love both yeah. things. But I don't want them together. I want Ramona to run the run the earth unchecked. And I want people to say horrible things behind her back and air kiss her to her face. You know, <laughs> she had a she had that terrible friend. I forget her name, but you know, a black woman that also lived on the Upper East Side. Like, oh, I loved her. Was a hardcore Republican. Why not just cast her? She right. would have been a great addition. And, you know, like it does just seem like people fighting. It used to be buddy comedy. Yeah. It so used to be funny. Get, get, occasionally there'd be conflict. Yeah. And they didn't used to push the women together the way they do now. It's the difference between early seasons of the real world and later seasons. Early seasons, yes. people had their own jobs. Irene was a cop. You, Irene would come and go. And it was like her storyline was that she works hard and she's not around much. You know, and then towards the end, they're like, you all have a job together. Well, and it's the same thing about like, a frozen yogurt shop. Like eh. in the last season of New York, like Ebony and Leah, they kind of tried. They were both playing a role because they've both written and said things publicly in the past that are conservative. And they decided that the show, I think they saw the, you know, the protests and everything that were going on, the political climate of right now. And they said, oh, we're going to be the young woke ones versus the older out of touch ones and they decided to play that role and really hammer that home and it was insufferable to watch and they're not actually like that in real life thanks everyone for listening this has been space trash lifestyles the rich and uranus we're not done with this conversation this is part one we're gonna have one patreon episode today right we did have a whole chunk in the middle there that was only suitable for patreon we'll break now for some some journaling thinking and watching the bachelor in paradise together a moose Speaking of a moose-bouche, I was really hoping that Leo and Gigi weren't too tight because can you picture Giselle and Leo having like a weekend <gasps> bang sesh to cleanse her palate from Tom Brady? I wanted to look at the astrology of Leo and Giselle, the original yeah. Gigi, and yeah. see if there is a reconciliation in the mix a la Ben and Jen. I don't think so, but I think they should have like a, a romp, like a hardcore sex romp. Can't, can Leo fuck? No, I, I think he I likes think being with twenty five year olds because he's specifically bad in bed. Yeah, but I think it's so exciting that you're sleeping with him that you don't care. Tom, even I feel like Tom is a football robot. I don't think there's he too is, much. but as somebody who primarily dates athlete robots, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they not only are very trainable in the bedroom, but they they fuck athletic. Oh, like raging bull. He Jake Lamotted her. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Lamotted. I've never dated an athlete. This is making me think. <laughs>
Now Giselle has been with Tom. She definitely beaten his ass. I believe it. Thank you, Sandy, for all of that. Sandy's gone now. It's a week later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We eclipsed our own podcast. We did several times. And (laughs) now we're back again to do the astrology, but also very importantly, join the Patreon to listen to Sarah and Sandy's deeper discussion of the Hilton family tree and some other really fun gossipy shit. We're going to do the astrology. So let's start with big Kathy. What are her big three? Should I guess them? Okay. So we don't have a exact time. Start with just sun and moon. What do you think her sun and moon are? Okay. I think her sun is, I think she's got some Capricorn in there because she is climbing, climbing, climbing to the top constantly. And she cares deeply about, uh, the world's perception of her. And I think there also could be some Taurus because she likes her luxury and her money, but it still feels more Capricorn to me because of the emphasis on climbing. If there's one verb with big Kathy Richards, Davin, Zeno, whatever 900 last names she had, yeah, it's to climb. And then I think she's also got Big Kathy Dugan, Avanzino Richards, Catan. You, Catan. Re- it actually was so long that the N and Catan got cut off. Yeah, she has so many last names. I love <laughs> it. So then I, I think she's also got to have some Leo in there because she is she is all about sort of unearned accolades and glory. <laughs> and uh, I think that those are two of my guesses. Other than that, I could see some Aquarius maybe because she is she does have a hint of the emperor in her of just pulling the levers until the things she wants to happen happen and other people's feelings about it don't matter. So, okay, what do you got? Excellent guesses all around. And like I said, I don't know her big three, but based on what you just said, if we like, I would not be shocked if she was a Capricorn rising. I agree that she has Capricorn in her because it really, it is about climbing to the top and she did it. So, you know, people. Is that her possible rising sign that you mentioned? Like if she was born at noon that day, it would be Capricorn or no? No. So if she was born noon that day, it would have been Leo rising. Okay. Which also would make sense to me just as someone who was like, Big Kathy's here as like sort of her, you know what I mean? It's like, I like she definitely is somebody who, if she was live in the days of Instagram, would have absolutely bought the special font thing for the bio part. You know what I mean? It's like she yes. was making big entrances and she wanted everybody to know she was here. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shanta. Okay. So anyway, so her, her real son is Aries. I missed that completely. Her real son is Aries. She wears her moon, either her moon, like a very early degree Sagittarius, late degree with Scorpio. So if you had to guess between a Scorpio moon and a Sag moon, which I sort of think Sag moon, she was doing her work of North Node and Scorpio getting under people's skin and getting into their bank accounts. But then I think her moon essence, what she really just wanted was to feel like free and safe and sing and party. Yeah. So, okay. I was just thinking while you were talking in my brain, I was going off on a tangent about the very outdated insult for women of adventurous, like with an ESS, oh. not adventurous, adventurous. Oh my God. Worse than comedian. Yeah. Back in the day, they would say, oh, I don't know if you should marry her. She seems like an adventurous, oh. like a woman who wanted to go on adventures, who wanted to use your money to live life. Sag Moon conjunct her Juno marriage partner in Sag. She literally is who they were that you're nailing it. She actually was an adventuress. Yeah. So I could see her as a Sag or a Scorpio, because again, I think, you know, getting, getting men's money 
off of them back in the day, that was a very manipulative business. It just Mm -hmm. is. And it's, again, it was women's only recourse, but in order to do it, you couldn't straight up walk up to someone and say, Hey, I'd like half of your money. You (laughs) had to like make them fall in love with you. you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you did, I mean, I'm sure they did like people back then, they did love each other a lot of the time. And a lot of the time you would marry for survivals. But yeah, I I could see her being Scorpio or Sag. I don't really, I think you're really right. Like a real son is Aries. You nailed it with the Taurus. Uranus, Venus, her Mars conjunct her south node in Taurus. Wow. So even though she's not a Taurus sun moon rising, her Uranus, meaning when she gets involved with the bank account stuff, with the stability stuff, she fucking shakes it up, fucks it up, turns it on its head. But also she will then Venus conjunct Mars conjunct the south node, late degree south node in Taurus. We talked about it in, I believe it was last November, as we were edging into this eclipse cycle, when we did that big thin-lipped Royals presentation, when I was Mm -hmm. talking about that, that eclipse happened on this, on this fixed star called Algol. You might also remember during the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard case, we were talking about the fixed star Algol being where both of their Venuses are. Fixed star Algol is Perhaps the most intense fixed star of the Zodiac, it is like the beheading of the king. You know, it's the head of Medusa. She is coming from the demon star. What's going on in Cancer over here on the left? What we have in Cancer is Pluto right now. Pluto is at the late degrees of Capricorn, so exactly opposite Big Kathy's Pluto. So Big Kathy, kind of what you were talking about with, well, in a way, that's like how one would make money at the time. Like for women, there really wasn't that many ways to to imagine you and your daughters climbing the ladder. Right. It was marriage or showbiz. That's it. Pluto in the sky right now is at 27 degrees Capricorn. So what are we seeing collapse around us? The money systems, the structures, the government, the facade of business and power and the public. What was Kathy's Pluto? Generational transformation of the feminine at home power. What one could do at home. So she was part of the crumbling of the traditional idea of mother and mothering. And also the idea of feminine power and using feminine power differently. Speaking of which, you mentioned Capricorn, whether or not it's her rising sign, what I can tell you is that she has her Lilith. You never, you must, your Lilith, whether it's aspected heavily in your chart or not, so women especially, you have to know your Lilith because Lilith is unconscious unless you work with her. And that is where Lilith will seep out of all the pores if you don't work with her. Lilith is at two degrees Capricorn in Kathy's chart. So oh, that's why. That's yeah. why I said Capricorn. This system owes me. Yeah, 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 yeah. This system of money and climbing and everything owes yep. me. And yeah. Would There's so much intense astrology going on right now. I cannot recommend higher you, if you're ever going to come to a moon, I don't know what's going to happen. This might be the last moon as we know, because Nicole is about to have a baby and I got to leave the house again. So we're going to, we're going to do a little bit of reworking. I will still have an online component. We'll figure it out. But the last moon of this kind that I can promise you is happening on Tuesday. I could not recommend more highly that everybody come because there is so much intense astrology going on right now in all of your lives, in all of your charts. I can't wait to discuss, but what I think is really interesting is one of those things is that Mars is now stationed direct at 26 degrees Gemini and it's basically not going to move it's going to move like like seconds 
like it's going to move super slowly. That's why it's taking forever. And then in January, it's going to reach eight degrees and turn around and then come back through Gemini, right? Mars and Gemini have been stationed at 26 degrees for like weeks now because it had, it was moving forward. Then I had to slow down and now it's stationing and now it's going retrograde, but it's all very slow. So I think that what is happening like from beyond the grave through her daughters and through this, these fights that they're having and these conversations that they publicly like this sort of this, this display of family dysfunction is her Chiron from the, from the afterlife is actually being triggered by Mars right now. And it's like, we are talking about her. We're interested in the other side of the story. We're interested in healing the narratives around her, which maybe if they listen to this podcast, the girls will feel the same. And there could be even be some familial healing for them because when they realize like like I think that all three women whatever you want to say about them maybe little Kathy the least but both Kim and Kyle they should do a moon ritual around forgiving their mother not because it's like all good but because other way would she have really imagined a life where her and the girls were were just rich and famous and safe other than through men Right, exactly. It's not fair. The The book we read, while informative, was incredibly sexist. I mean, yeah. obviously she wasn't a saint, but a lot of the leaps that he made and the conclusions that he made were just very much like, well, what do you expect? What do you want her to do? You want her to just live with Larry Dugan for the rest of her life <laughs> in like a wood paneled ranch house? Like she didn't want to, you know? Right. Like- That's actually what's keeping, they're haunted by what she did to the Chiron and Gemini, she pinned her girls, she pinned her children against each other. She made stories and storylines super duper confusing. How many last names, Kath? How many last names? So I do think it's interesting that Mars is sitting on the Chiron in her chart right now, coming through. And it's, you know, and this eclipse that's happening on Tuesday is happening at exactly the degree of her Venus. So we are kind of seeing the, the, I think there's a flip in the script in the way that we all could see Big Kathy and her story. Maybe, maybe uh, this will be like a reverse blonde, and somebody will write a write a movie about uh, House of Hilton from a feminist perspective, and will actually like rock on women who fuck. But you know, yet to be determined. How about that one nightmare lady uh, in the Hilton family who was just like cheating on the one guy left and right? I mean, that's another story for another time. But like, really interesting. Like, she actually was a total adventurous. I would say that would be the the perfect word for, for that lady. Cause it was like, she married the super rich guy and just full on cheated on him with like a football coach or something like insane and kind of hilarious. Well, but that's also why I bring up the the other interesting thing too, that like the, the patriarch of this family and the matriarch of that family, both later in life had cancer in their sexual organs and refused to treat it because they were like, nah, I fucked too good. So it's like yeah. there are these interesting parallels between the Hilton family and and the big Kathy gal girl gang that I think makes us a very obvious or a very just on a soul level when when little Kathy met Rick, they were speaking the same language. Right. And like the way that it was presented to us, like, oh, this scrappy young woman married into like young women's dynasty married right. into this really classy family is really not the story at all it was it was real recognized real when when the hiltons and the dugan avanzino katane whatever's met one thousand percent and side note if you guys want us to we can do it on the patreon it would be interesting to look at kat kathy and rick hilton's 
like relationship together. Yeah. Because for would. whatever you want to say, they do have a successful marriage. Yeah, they do. Okay. Can we do all three sisters sinistry together? Can you do three for the price of one? I can't put two charts together, but I can make, I can make the screen small and put them next to each other. I don't know. Whatever makes more sense. Who are we well, doing now? Kathy, big Kathy. Well, so this is big Kathy. Big Kathy's moon is in Taurus conjunct her Lilith. So she has no shame, not only about singing, but about being like, fuck this. I'm getting mine. I'm marrying rich. I'm sure I'll join the cast, but I'm only going to be exactly myself and fuck you guys for. Okay. But is she being exactly herself? Well, but she, well, I have a few answers to that question, but what I will say is whether it's herself or not, the issue with Lilith is that without healing Lilith, Lilith is still outraged. And so like when I'm screaming at somebody, when I'm sending somebody who's ghosted me a thousand text messages about what the fuck is wrong with them and why they're deranged, it's my Lilith speaking, but it might not be effective. And I might still be demonized by the, by the cult because I'm acting fucking crazy. So there's a woundedness to Lilith that unless you really do the work of understanding and reintegrating, sometimes it can come off like, you know, calling the DJ at, at, in Aspen, a FA, whatever, and, and, you know, making the conga line the centerpiece of why you're going to explode the show. So it goes one of two ways. What's your Lilith again? Lilith is exactly in, I have Lilith exactly conjunct my rising sign, exactly conjunct my Chiron in Gemini. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Don't write me out of the motherfucking story or do and I will go into the woods and haunt you forever and you can make up whatever folklore you want about at me but the real ones know I've been running zoom moonules <laughs> yeah okay so I'm still not understanding why she is what'd you say she's her son well, her moon is in Taurus her moon is in Taurus but her son and yeah so her son is in Pisces so when you're saying is and her rising is cancer wait let's well we I don't know her rising dumb this down as most as we possibly can Sun Pisces, Moon Taurus. That does not scream Kathy Hilton to me, but she's also an enigma. Like, I don't, I do not know who this lady really is. I know she sent her daughter to an abusive boarding school. I don't know whether she knew that or not. I really think that it's, there is a world where a parent does that with the best intentions possible. And I, and I don't, I don't want to write her off for that. I know that um, her kids have, for all the privilege that they have and the literal just dollar signs that they have, they two of her three kids have gone to prison and been caught using racial slurs. And speaking of which, if you are interested in more, we do discuss it. Sandy and I discuss it on the Patreon. On the Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast. And yet her kids all look up to her and respect her. And she seems like a decent mom. She seems like a pillar of the community. She says to Erica Jane, though, like she uses that as a threat to Erica Jane. She doesn't deny it. Like we said in the reunion, she doesn't deny anything. She just says, who's going to believe you? I have the reputation. You don't. So like, I don't get this lady. I just cannot make sense of her. Is that the Pisces? It's if the combination of the Pisces with the Aries. So she has a, a 22 degree Pisces sun, which notably is where Neptune, speaking of stations, Neptune has been sitting on Kathy's sun for like the last five years, confusing her image, confusing even her, the Paris documentary. Like maybe you're right. Maybe she really didn't know that she had abused her child and yeah. maybe she didn't like, like, 
for for all the late degree Pisces out there, relief is coming. But for the last few years, if you have felt genuinely confused or like foggy or spaced out about like who you are, how you're supposed to be acting and what's like going on, you know, what you're what you think you're putting out there and what actually is being reflected back to you, it's because Neptune is there kind of, you know, muddying those waters a little bit. You also might be having like intense spiritual visions. That's why the other day on the pod, I said what was happening in Aspen was that actually, uh, because it's such, it's such a spiritual placement with Neptune spiritually, like kind of zapping it or, or like drowning it. I think she was actually channeling big Kathy when she was triggered in Aspen. I think it was less like, this is who I am actually. And more just like my mother's coming through me. Watch out. She was a bitch. And now I am too. But that actually kind of makes sense. I mean, it right? sounds exactly like, yeah, like she was doing what you think you're supposed to be. You're supposed to do as a quote very important woman who's been wronged you know what i mean like 100 and i don't know it doesn't manifest that weird behavior doesn't manifest itself in the rest of her personality really right well and here's the thing right so her mercury is conjunct meaning in the same place as her south node and her venus in aries so she's coming from a past life perspective where like she is is in a fight for a battle for herself a selfish battle her mercury the way that she speaks communicates processes thinks and her venus the way that she makes money makes love is with her south node what she's actually needing to let go of from a past life where she actually is the only one that matters how dare big kathy have two other kids there's only going to be one little kathy right but actually her north node opposite her south node is in libra so she actually really is here to learn how to partner and and to learn how to balance in relationships and share the stage and share the space her mars i feel like that's really she actually is doing a good job of that because her relationship with her husband is really successful and she has been able to mold her two daughters into really successful people in completely different ways i mean paris is doing the big kathy dream of showbiz as nebulous as it is and well and, and nikki is doing married the big a kathy, rothschild right, that's the other big she's both kids are doing both big kathy dreams yeah. So she did learn how to partner and how to how to share the stage and everything. So And it was sure. through her her Juno conjunct her North Node. It was through her marriage. Marrying yeah. Rick was the beginning of starting to heal, but now it's being triggered. But so Ka- little Kathy's Chiron is in Aquarius where Saturn is sitting almost to the degree right now. So what are we seeing? Saturn coming through and giving Kathy obvious problems with the network right right? wow Wow. and i was just talking about mars and we know that big kathy's wound was in gemini that's why she pinned the girls against each other and even though she always had all these partners she has no last name she was actually kind of alone in the world but little kathy hilton her mars is in Gemini. So number one, who does she fight with her siblings? Who does she Mm. fight with her sisters? And number two, what is she like triggered by fucking small talk in the community and fucking, you know, at her best, this Mars is actually trying her North Node so she can use these. If she was really an evolving person, which I like to think she is, we'll see. This next eclipse is right on her moon and Lilith. So maybe she'll have some breakthrough where she realizes that the more that she's isolating herself from her siblings and fighting with them, like actually the like she they she is hurting everyone's bottom line in the end because at the end of the day capitalist has no soul capitalism has no value right but but community does and i do think that she's getting a lesson in community right now starting with her sisters but yeah i think all the sisters need to just get over their shit and they need to just, get over it it's so stupid no if one anything, even 
knows what they're fighting about. Give me like one of those VH1 era shows of like Hilton or, or like like uh, Kathy, Kim and Kyle go to go to family therapy. Yeah. OK, that was fascinating. I have to go to dinner. Go Please, to dinner. everyone join the Patreon, Patreon, Patreon.com slash Space Trash Podcast. And let us know if you want Kathy and Rick's Sinistry, because I think that could be really interesting. Um and maybe Kathy and Kyle's. I don't know. Let us know if you guys want more of this because this is now going to be our third time convening to speak about <laughs> Kathy Hilton. And I don't even know if there's an appetite for I don't, it. I, this is not an SEO project. This is a passion project. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for being along this this labor of love with us and uh, sign up for the Patreon and come to the Munual on Tuesday. This might be your last chance. I know it's really important to do the Munual on Tuesday. I think it's really going to be like the the final episode of Seinfeld where the all the people just line up to testify in court. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.